Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Oh my God. Oof. That's crazy. That's a lot. I saw like 1999 somewhere. 1989 was the Taylor Swift album. 99. The year I graduated high school and I'm like, that was so long ago. Yeah. That was when the world was supposed to collapse, remember? Y2K. Oh, yeah. 25 Y2K. years ago. Mm-hmm. I was in my mom's house with my then high school boyfriend. Shout out. <laughs> no. No. And yeah, we were like, we're waiting. Is the world going to end? Guess what? It didn't. It did. It yeah. it did. In a lot of ways, it did. Oh my God. Yes. Crazy. All right, this week we've got Katie Sickle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> is it like, I mean, is there's it like, something wrong. Is it like being with an old person? It's not not like being with an old person. It's not not, right? You guys, growing up, if I think of my childhood, there is one show that instantly comes to mind, and it's Married with Children. It was everything. We all watched it. My grandfather, my pop-pop, he, oh my gosh, he loved imitating Al Bundy. Anyway, Peggy Bundy, Katie Seagal joins us today in Icon. So excited. Olivia and I, I think one of our first bonding experiences was Married with Children. Vegetable Garden. Peace. Yeah. We have so many and we could go on for hours. <laughs> Him. Anyway, she joins us today. We're very, very excited. She's amazing. Um, let's have Katie join us. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little Inside of Rachel's little brain All these thoughts are swirling Round and round inside To join us on this journey As we take a little ride We'll talk about dogs and kids and things We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings We'll talk about boys that make you cry We'll talk about death Cause people die so yeah, we were saying, they were like, are you excited about today? And we both said, and we've talked to so many amazing people, but we both said we're a little nervous. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, no, well, it's true. You, you're the beyond iconic. You're the real deal. Like my whole life though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that Olivia and I have been best friends for almost 30 years, but one of the first things we bonded on, because as kids, like growing up and everything was married with children, obviously I'm saying it. Um, and it was my life and my grandpa's face, you know, just like we all, it was such an important part of growing up. And we often, that comes out a lot. Which song? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling because Katie told me that you are like me and your I memory. I, I, yeah. No, like we did a rewatch of the show I was on. I don't remember. I'm like, I, not a single scene. I'm like, I don't remember. So yeah. there's a jingle that I believe. In an episode, Al, yes, yes. Al sings. He starts a vegetable garden. 
Okay. <laughs> Do you remember this? And sort of. Dun 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 vegetable garden. Dun 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 peas. Oh my god! And he gosh. goes through all the. But this is our thing, so it's one of the first things that we wow. bonded over. That's so wild. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't not say just because of how iconic you. And that and everything. No, I don't. I don't. I'm like, I, I sort of forget them as I leave them uh, right? yeah. on the day. Right. So um, I don't know what that is exactly. Some, <laughs> some part of it feel, I, I'm, I'm kind of sad about that lately in my life yeah. when I think about, um, I think that when I was doing some of that work, I was so in my child rearing and my weird, my husbanding and my marriage, you know, I, I feel like I missed a lot of it. Like right. I was just not present enough for it all. So there, there, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I kind of missed a lot. Right. Of it. Well, that's so interesting. Cause you were raising children, right. You're saying like, or like you were in that while yes. working. Right. And it's such a unique thing. And I can relate cause I have a young daughter and anytime I've had to do it, you do feel like the real you is elsewhere. Yes. Right. Right. And, and then you're kind of, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I feel really blessed, which I'm sure you do too, in that I could, I had a job where I could have babies on my job right. and bring my babies to the job. And so that was, I was so grateful for that, but it was still, um, you know, it's just so different, uh, now when there's more, there's more time to be present. And mm. so I feel like, Okay. Now I'm now I'm experiencing my life, whereas right. before I think I have to be reminded of my life. Yeah. Oh bit. wow. Yeah. Do you think that that's because you have more space from it, as far as like being so in it with the kids and all of that, or do you think that's actual maturity and your evolution as a human? Oh, I think it's both. I think you know my older ones are in their twenties now, and basically, and and doing well. I mean. It, 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 they're around a lot, you know, more so <laughs> than I, so I thought like they were going to, you know, get to a certain point and bye-bye there. We're all very close. So I see them a lot and they're around a lot and they still need a lot. And so, <laughs> so there's that, but then I, and I still have a 16 year old at home. So I think it's, it's a combination of prioritizing and a combination of um, yes. And getting older and having the, the more, the, the more realization that time is limited and mm-hmm. so that you, you decide to be more mindful. You just decide, okay, I need to be where I am. So yeah, because I want to know where I am, right? Oof. In a good way, yeah, super yeah. Good way. yeah, for sure, yeah. But just even hearing it, it's like, oh, it's reminding me, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Because it's it's hard and it's hard to be present and everything. And I can't believe you still have a sixteen year old at home. So I that's do. still high school. And I know I'm like the oldest mom in school. No. I really well, you know, I had a third child. With my third husband, I've just been a long, <laughs> long time. <laughs> I like how you say it, though. Third <laughs> child, third husband, and I had her when I was fifty with a surrogate. Oh, and wow! This was a decision that we made because um, I met my husband, my current husband, and he had never had his own children, and he was step parenting my two little ones, four and six. And at the fir- at the beginning, I, I actually on our first date, I think, I, or like within the first week, I knew. <laughs> Oh, I like this guy. <laughs> so I cut to the chase. I was like, look, I'm a little bit, I'm like five years older than you. So if you're going to want to have kids, you better like say it now. <laughs> right. And he didn't. So I thought, oh. okay, great. And then about five years down the line, we both started started thinking about it. So we, oh, wow. we, um, 
we had frozen things and we yeah. decided to use a surrogate. And um, so I have Esme. She's 16. I love, I love that name. name. I know. it's And it's, I read that you had a daughter via surrogate. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about that journey. Oh, it's quite a journey. Right? How well, was that for you? It was actually easy. You know, we were trying to either adopt or uh-huh. do surrogacy. Mm-hmm. So we sort of thought, let's try both. Adoption was way harder because when you go to adopt, the adoptive, the, the, the mother has all the say. And this was very difficult for me because the lawyers were like, you can't ask any questions. Like I couldn't say, um, are you taking prenatal vitamins? Have you ever done drugs? Do you drink? Do you, I, I, you're not allowed to ask anything because they're supposed to choose you, Right. It was kind of this set of rules, which I just have a big mouth, and it was very difficult for me not to ask those kinds of questions. So, and then surrogacy, my husband had never had his own bio kid. So it was like, I think that was his preference, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was quite a journey, too, you know, finding a surrogate, finding an agency, then getting to know right. the surrogate and being at all the doctor's appointments with the surrogate and being there at the delivery. And Esme came right onto me. Oh, right as she aww. popped out of the chute, she came right onto me <laughs> and latched on. I mean, it was really interesting. Wow. And I did that thing for a couple of weeks, you know, with the, the thing the around tube. your yes, neck yeah, and yeah, the tube the, and the yeah, thing. And, yeah. you know, we would go pick up breast milk at a gas station. It was like a drug deal or something. Oh, it was yeah. like crazy. <laughs> it was like in the middle of the night, we're driving to a drug sta- <laughs> to a gas station to pick up breast milk. And uh, <laughs> we lasted about two weeks on it. But at least she got the initial good yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it was quite a journey. Yeah, we've heard people talk about their journey, just the relationship you you have with the surrogate and picking it, but it's like a real, I don't know, bonding, or it, it could probably be different for everyone, but. Yeah, it's different. We decided not to uh, continue the relationship. Mm-hmm. We felt, and I think that um, what happens is, like, I sort of started to feel like her mom you know, yeah, a little bit. Right. You know, every doctor's appointment, how are your vitamins, sending her a housekeeper. She she was this very sweet woman who had already had three children, mm. and her husband was in the military. So she was, you know, she definitely was stretched. And, yeah. um, you know, so we uh, we were there as much as possible. We found her in Thousand Oaks, so it was a drivable situation. And then after Esme was born, though, we really made the decision that um, it was best to cut ties. Yeah. And that was our choice and yeah. um, worked out just better for us. And that's right. what we've done. So. Right. Yeah. I feel like that would be the only way I could do it. Even like we've considered, my husband and I have considered adopting or fostering. And I'm like, I just don't want any relationship with anybody else's family at this point. You know, we, I've got my own family. We've got our own. We, it's it's a lot. And bringing anyone else into that mix. I know. Is, it's, it's a lot. Well, and I think then until the child is 18 and has a say, yeah. you know what I mean? Then, you know, a, a lot of adoptive, adopted children want to go find their bio people. Right. So, yeah. Then, then it's a different conversation. Yeah, but totally. as they're growing up, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, totally. But yeah. I also think there's a difference in, I never know what I can and can't say, but I do, you know, between, <laughs> I know. between adoption and surrogacy, because surrogacy is like your, you know, yes, your child. Absolutely. In a different oven. Yes. Right. That's how a different we explain oven. it. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which to me feels safer because at least you know what you're getting. That's my biggest concern is like in my family history, I would never ever, yes, I've had children, but I would never donate eggs because I'd be like, you're getting lineages of alcoholism. You know, you're getting all of the DNA of these people. And especially if you can't ask questions of what's your mental health like, what's your, all of those kind of things, that's really taking on a lot. It was a lot when they, yeah. you know, when the lawyer, you know, and then there's the whole celebrity part of it. And if they, you know, you talk mm. to somebody on the phone and they would recognize my voice and then it was all of a sudden like, oh my God, this person, you know, why are we talking on the phone right now? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a lot. Um, unless you're going to go do, um, like I have a friend who uh, has two adopted sons through the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a close. Yeah. I, I don't know the difference in like an the open, terminology. Like an open, close or open. But, yeah. But not through a lawyer, but they just, he literally went and adopted children, which there are many, and just took what he got. And, you know, uh-huh. it's worked out, but challenges for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all kids have all challenges. All kids have challenges. Oh, there's challenges. <laughs> yes. That's the truth. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They all come with stuff. Me. They all come with stuff. Yeah. You know, I yeah, it's hard being a parent. It's hard, <laughs> but it's so rewarding. It's I so mean, really rewarding. Wait to how old are your kids? Mine's or almost daughter? nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. And how about you? Seven and four. Oh, you guys are in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. are in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think every year is kind of my I, every year I would say, oh, this is my favorite year. Yeah. <laughs> Even as teenagers, I have not had um, a rough go. Like my son, I remember dropping him off in the eighth, ninth grade, and he'd always hug and kiss me goodbye in front of all his friends. He didn't care. And he still hugs and kisses me all the time. He's just That's so nice. lovely. And my daughter, too, I never had any of that stuff. Hmm. And even my my 16-year-old now, she's just a love. Absolutely. So none of that um, horrible stuff. But I think now... My 20-year-old, it is such a great relationship to have with, like, people. I mm-hmm. mean, they're people with opinions right. and yeah. lives, and it's right. wonderful. It's are really they great. away in college? Or are they? No, Sarah is my oldest. She's 29. She just put out an EP, and she's a songwriter, also amazing. an actor. And she's, like, an amazing writer, amazing singer. She, she's great at all of it. It's hard to have children in the arts right now because it's a very different world. Mm-hmm. My son is actually on a TV show called Tell Me Lies mm-hmm. on Hulu. Oh, f- yeah. yeah, that's a Jackson really popular is, show. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of kicking ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, uh, yeah, he started as a drummer. He was not going to be uh, an actor at all. But, um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's in it. And then my, my youngest wants to be with plants. She loves plants oh, and nature that. and could care less about all this stuff. Wow. Doesn't want to do any of this. None so of the, yeah. Kind of relieved. Yeah. Yeah. I'd right. hope for a doctor, but just. <laughs> it's equally as hard. Equally as hard. It is. It would be really yeah. helpful with older parents. Yeah, that's <laughs> You're like, listen, do us a favor. <laughs> just be a doctor. Just be a doctor. How was that for you, though, when they said to you that they wanted to do that? Because I know you, the thing about you that we love and respect the most is all the things you're good at, which it's annoying that you can also <laughs> sing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like that sucks for us. But so your children probably got all of those skills, right? From from their 
Yes. Yes, it's your family. Sarah Jackson's bio dad is also a drummer, ah. a musician, and music has always been a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're that family that sings at the holidays and every Aww. niece and nephew. I have a nephew who's an opera singer. I oh, mean, my God. Unreal. Like, 22-year-old wow. major opera singer. And um, so they kind of, they grew up around it. They're all really talented. And I there was a part of me that felt like, well, this is not necessarily the most practical road you're going down. However, they're both really good. Yeah. And I also feel so blessed to have been able to be an artist from what we do that yeah. how can you really deny it? And so... You know, I think they're both going through what we've all been through with like, you know, employment, not employment, but, 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 but it's just, you know, but yeah. they're good at what they do. And I would yeah. be the first one to say, you know what? Uh-uh. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's Find so something funny. else. We talked about we that recently. Just talk like, about are that. you the mom that's like the hype man no matter what? Like you're amazing or you're really Or you're practical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would definitely be telling. Once I knew they were both very serious about it, I was like a really eagle eye on it, you know, mm-hmm. knowing what I should encourage. And they're both great. They're great. Yeah. So they're deserving of employment and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. You know, I grew up in a fa- household, a show business family. So my father was a director and my father didn't want me to be an actor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Wanted me to be an actor, oh. not a musician. He would prefer I did neither. But when I said to him, you know, I just want to play my piano and write songs, which I had done since I was about 13. <laughs> I said, that's what I want to do. And he would see me in these high school plays and he'd say, no. It's a better bet if you're an actor because then I can help you. In fact, he got me my first job when I was 16 so I could get a union card. Oh, Amazing. my God. That's so I so would funny. have health insurance, right. you know, which in hindsight, I didn't realize that what he, that's what he was doing, but that's what he was doing. And as I was, you know, getting towards college and I would say to him, no, I, I don't want to study acting. I want to, I'm a musician. I'm, you know, I just am a musician. Mm-hmm. And he said, I said, um, Dad, I want to go to Cal Arts, where they have a great music department. And he said, well, if you can audition for the theater department and get in, I'll pay for you to go. And I was like, really? So I auditioned for the theater school, and I did get in. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think I had this, like, untapped natural something. But I only stayed six months, and I would just be in the music department all the time. I just really wanted to play music. So That was your first love. Absolutely. what, yeah. So this is, is all my still, quick answer to, yeah. is it still? Yeah. Um, well, now, you know, I really uh, learned acting on the job. I, don't, I didn't study it really, and I didn't, actors fucking hate when I say this. It's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's what it it's is. What it is. I, I paid more dues as a musician, for mm-hmm. sure, all through my 20s. And it wasn't until I was in my late 20s when I realized, oh, I better... I better I better open up my scope. Like we were just talking about it. it was it was that year that I think it was 28 29 I was like, well, I'm not paying the bills. Maybe I should sell real estate. Maybe I better right. maybe, maybe I better think of a plan B, which I've never had a plan B. Mm. And um it was around that time that I did a music uh I did a show that a friend of mine wrote, a little rock musical in this little dumpy theater in Pasadena, <laughs> and an agent found me and asked if I wanted an agent. And my very first response was, no, I'm not going to be an actor. 
I was like, no, why would I do that? I'm a musician. She came back to the show like three times and she kept asking and I kept realizing. And so finally I said, oh, all right. Okay, fine. <laughs> and literally within six months, I was doing a musical at the taper and then I was on TV within a year. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, it's really insane. It is. Yeah. It was insane. And, um, you know, but I think I had, because I'd played music for so many years, I had sort of a natural ear for comedy. So it just kind of, actually, I didn't know why I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what <laughs> I was doing. You know, my very first job on te- was with Mary Tyler Moore. Wow. And I remember th- her coming over to me, putting my head in the light, telling me how to look like, I mean, and I, I'm t- I was totally bullshitting. I was acting like I knew what was happening. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I got it. You know, <laughs> none of that. So, um, yeah, it's been something. So, so the, in answer to your question, is it still my first love? I love to play music. I mm-hmm. always play music. My, I have a band, but we haven't been playing much at all. And, uh, but we're talking about re-upping it. So, but I sit at home and play music and do that. And, but I love to act now. It was kind of, it grew on me yeah. as mm-hmm. I started to actually take it seriously, which is only about five years into Married with Children. I realized, oh, I better, because I would play on the weekends. I'd just go have a band. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I better keep playing because this is going to go away. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this won't really last. Oh, and, wow. Um, and then as it started to last, and I was working with all these really good people, and then I started to study with a coach. I really, I still work with a coach, you That's know, awesome. because you? now it's makes, now I'm curious about it. Yes. Now I like the process. Of right, it. right. And I really love the process of finding backstory and, and yeah. creating something. And so I, I enjoy them both. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. When you've met your therapy goals or simply want to cancel, Talkspace has a simple cancellation process and will work with you to get a prorated refund for unused time if applicable. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Talkspace can help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by Paired. Okay, now let me tell you something. I think every couple, every person should have an app they turn to for fun, adding some space, some laughs into the relationship. Okay, okay, but seriously, it's called Paired. It's a relationship app for couples. You and your partner download the app, 
pair together. And every day, Paired gives you questions, quizzes, and games to have fun, stay connected, and deepen your conversations. You'll never believe what I found out about my partner, Olivia, through using Paired. That's right. It can be your best friend, too. I never knew this story that she told me about her dad and carrots, and it brought a tear to my eye. It's simple and often hilarious. Each day you get a quiz to play or question to answer, and you cannot see your partner's answer until you answer yourself. Whether you're just a few dates in or have been together a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash ideas to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to Paired.com slash ideas to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. It's so funny because you said, you know, your first job was with Mary Tyler Moore. And I know Katie mentioned this to you, but my first job I ever had was on one of your shows. She told me this. Yes. Yes. I was glorified background. Okay. But it was my first job ever. The casting director was like, can you come in and just whatever. I was gum chewing girl blowing bubbles. And I remember being, I know she told you this, but she, I was in hair and makeup or something. And you like kind of looked at me and I was like already like, so, you know, fangirl, like didn't, I was like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and you were like, yeah, your, your face. <laughs> like you said something. And I was like, tell her what she said. What did she say? She pointed at you <laughs> I don't and like said, that. you're a star. I don't think that's what That's what you told me. Well, I, I might know. have said that. That you looked at her and said, that face. You said that face. That's you what I remember. You said that face. You're a star. You're going somewhere. Or you're going somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. I might have said that. It was yeah. something along those lines for sure. And I have no memory, like I said, but. I do. I, like when it happened. Except <laughs> the compliment. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like sweating. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but it was like such a moment. And I was like, oh my God. It was, you know, and that was the first job I ever had. And it was just the most, it was your Mary Tyler Moore moment. It was my Mary Tyler, like, you know, it was the same, like so an sweet. icon, you know, and anyway. Was it Eight Simple Rules, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Was and eight you were with rules. John. You were with who the was, biggest icon. Yeah, He was the nicest the man. Nicest oh. And, and piss in your pants funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he was just constantly, I know, an amazing person. What an amazing, yeah. And even an just angel. being around the little amount I was, it was so explosive, like him, you know, oh, yeah. and how, and I was just like, you have to have Kaylee on your show and have her talk yes. about John. Oh my God. Well, yeah. She just, you know, he really took her under his wing. I mean, he, I mean, he loved us all, but Kaylee, <laughs> Kaylee would not stop laughing at John. I mean, and she was all of 16 years old and he was so funny. I mean, he was just a fantastic, fantastic yeah. person. What, yeah. And an amazing human. Yeah. I remember just being gutted when I heard that news, you know, of his passing. It was getting horrible. Yeah. Horrible. But what an amazing man. Yeah. Mm. Spirit. Very much so. Yes. Yes. Even the little amount. But it's just so funny to have had that experience and with you. And then now just, you know. You know, I had the same experience with Anne Hathaway, actually. Mm. Yeah. Because she had just started and I went to the premiere of The Princess Bride, whatever her first movie was. Princess Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. Yeah. And I went up to her after the thing, and I was just like, wow, you were amazing. You're so fantastic. And I, you know, not thinking anything. And then years later, 
I think I saw her at something and she remembered it and yep. she came over to me and she said, thank you for saying that. That really helped. And I well, was like, you know, I just, I don't know. The longer I do this, I think it's more, it's all about that. It's right? just all about really, um, this sounds cheesy, but helping each other. It's I, really no, about it's what it's true. About. And yeah. the support. And Supporting. also, I think that it is such a fragile thing in acting that there is that kind of need for validation. <sighs> You know what I mean? Like Constant. there, there is. And for someone to just be generous and be like, hey, you're doing good or you're great or anything that is really not too much for someone to do, but means the absolute world mm-hmm. on the receiving end. It's like, how can we be more generous of spirit to let people know how they're affecting us? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, saying the thing that you just assume somebody knows. Right. And stepping out of that and telling them, you know, I tell my kids this all the time too, you know, because it is such a rejecting business. It is really difficult to get a yes. It's mostly about a no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to be your own advocate. You have to sort of, you have to tell yourself that (laughs) I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this no matter what. And they've said no one more time, but I, you know, it's like what I tell young people all the time. It's like, you better really fucking want to do this right? because this is too brutal if you don't. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so yes, I do believe that that spirit of those of us that have gotten, there's like, you're, you're over the fence, right? You're in the pool. Yep. So once you're in the pool, I think it's sort of a responsibility to then assure people that you notice got something going on that maybe you're not quite over the fence yet that, yeah, keep going. Keep going. You're, you're on the right path. Right. Now, I, w- I don't think I would say the opposite. I don't think I would just have the balls <laughs> to say to somebody, hey, you know what? Quit. Uh-uh, quit. quit. Right. Happen for you. But, you know, I think that it, uh, you know, we all have to, what we do is a fragile business. It's a really, yeah, you know. It really is. I know. And, I, you know, my daughter's already showing signs of. Oh, all the things. All the things. Wanting to perform, although she's in her Taylor Swift era, so she wants to take guitar lessons and write songs. Great. Great. I know. I'm like definitely more supportive of that than like. Yeah, but here's <laughs> the thing, and I'll say this because my experience was a little bit different, whereas I always wanted to act and then it became too painful. I took a step away mm-hmm. and tried to be a normal human and that hurt more. Oh, interesting. Mean so letting go of your art. Yeah. So then I went back into it. But the truth of the matter is, if you have that thing that burns inside of you and you go try and be a doctor or you go try and be a lawyer or any of the things and you still have that thing, it's equally as painful. So you're dealing with one, either rejection or two, suffocating your dream. You're kind of screwed either way, you know, so you might as well do the thing you like to do if you're going to suffer anyways. That's my Right. That is so true. And, you know, it's hard to tell that to somebody who's being a waitress during the day and trying to find time to get to an audition that, you know, this is worth it if this is what your dream is. But, you know, that's what I did. That's what, you know, I didn't, nothing was happening for me. I had to take side gigs all the time. And, you know, Mm. you just kind of, you do and hope for the best. And don't think otherwise. I mean, it's so wild. You know, it's like, you just have, to, I mean, it's when you, when I look back now, it's just really crazy what we do. Oh my God. <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> but you know, we are the lucky. So who's to say to our kids, don't, 
This is what I would say about kids, though, because I grew up, my kids grew up in L.A. They went Mm -hmm. to school in the Valley. They Mm -hmm. went to the West Side. You know, and all these kids were getting agents, you know, because we're in this town. Right. They were getting agents when they were like 10 and 11. And I remember my kids coming to me and saying, hey, (laughs) how about an agent? I was like, no, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Yeah. And then my rule was like, once you can drive yourself to an audition, maybe we'll talk Mm. about it. That's but, a good rule. You it's know, rule. I, but there were so many kids in the, it, oh, well, that were yeah. doing that. Right. And I just didn't, but encouraging them to, first of all, playing music is the best thing I think you can encourage a child to do. Agreed. Yeah. Unless they're playing sports. So they have right. that community. But the music community in schools is a great community to be involved in. That's good to know. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Love it. You know, people that, you know, even the theater department, theater nerds are the best. Yeah. The oh, best. yeah. I mean, Healthy. I was a theater nerd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. So, you know, I mean, I was in the music world, which was ended up not being the healthiest for a while. Mm, However, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the cuter boys were there. Yes. So <laughs> That's where I would be. Absolutely. <laughs> for so, sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's true, though, you know, and putting putting the kids in. Well, growing up in L.A. is one thing, right? And we're both from here. I grew up oh, in you L.A. Are? In yes. the Valley. Yeah. I'm yeah. a Valley girl. School? I went to Notre Dame. Oh, my God. You yeah. did? So did my niece. No way. Yes, absolutely. Just graduated four years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. To Notre Dame. Where'd you go? Grant High School. Grant Which High is School is in the Valley. Yes, it's, I do know yeah. Grant High yeah. School. Yeah. yeah. I went to Palisades High School. Okay. Did you go to Pali? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did. I went to Paul River Junior High School. Oh, Paul Revere. Avenue Elementary School. Yep. I, I'm a native as well. You're a native. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Born in Hollywood. Which yes. lends you to grow up really fast, right? Uh, Really fast. Fast in a lot of ways, but also really not starstruck in a lot of ways. At all. You're not all. affected. Yeah. At it's all. It's true, yeah. though. Like, no. Yeah. Like, this was kind it's not of a thing. normal life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you come here from the middle of the country sure. and you think this is going to be an easy run or something's <laughs> just going to happen, you know, or you're, you know, you're just stars. You know, I, I grew up in a real practical family working crew people, you yeah. know. Being a director is the crew. My mom right. was a writer. My, you know, it's wow. So you kind of see it from that angle, not as glamorous. Yeah. So we have a lot of similarities. Like yeah. my family, my great grandparents started in the business, oh. and uh, my grandfather was a TV director. My dad was a TV director, writer. Who's your dad? Danny Bilson's his name. My grandpa's Bruce Bilson. Like my grandpa directed all the classics, like Merrily Tyler Moore, like Get Smart, Brady Bunch, like all oh, that. Knew my stuff. dad, I'm sure. Oh my, my god, dad, I bet, I'm gosh, sure. Yeah. Man from Uncle, Doctor Kildare. Yeah, all like those all of those shows. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so you know, we grew up here. He's still he's 95. God bless his Love heart. That. I know, and he's in the valley. <laughs> but yeah, and and growing up around it, and you would be on sets and yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just kind of like normal. Yeah. In fact, that was when I finally liked my dad (laughs) because he was not around a lot. And, you know, he was directing episodic television, which in those days was like crazier long hours than we work. And I didn't see him. And then he'd come home and be really grumpy. And, you know, I remember trying to get up really early in the mornings because he was in a really good mood then. Hmm. And then he finally took me to the set, which was, I was in elementary school. Not a lot of people liked me. I was kind of a geek. I was kind of weird. I just played my guitar and didn't (laughs) talk to anyone. And so he took me to the set of Dr. Kildare and Man from Uncle. And then I realized I could bring these kids to the set. Ah. And then 
I had some friends. Right. You know? Now I'm cool. Right. I knew. I was cool then. Yeah, so, you're like, let me show you crafts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also I love, my dad was so cool at work. Right. I was like, wow. Because he was the direct, he's like he the, man the man on, yeah. And everybody loved him and he was so wonderful. And I thought, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so I couldn't live at school, at work with him, but. No, right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> right. Then he exactly. came home. Yeah. 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 No, that's so, it's just. The similarities are funny. And I, yeah, I remember in sixth grade, like my friends and I, that's what we would do. We would go to set, right. hang out in the trailer, eat all the snacks. Eat all the snacks. You know, yeah, absolutely. go in hair and makeup. When so they, you probably have a really practical knowledge of all this. I like to think so, you know, and I think I'm very professional because right. I, I get it. And my dad's advice to me always was, because it's a job, right? And he's like, yeah. you do your job, you do it well. Simple. Right. Like that's the through line. And right. so I've kind of always just been like, yeah, but I have appreciation for crew, everything, because uh, right. I know both sides of it, I yeah. guess. But yeah. I feel the same way. And yeah. plus, you know, that it's not the magic pill that fame and celebrity mm. is not the thing no. that's going to, you know, it's just like when they say money doesn't make you happy, you know, it doesn't buy happiness. It helps, but you know. Right. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> buys a little you know, freedom bullshit, you know, yeah. yeah. But um you know, celebrity is not, you know, I just meet a lot of people that just are like, they're always thinking it's over there. Like once I get there, mm-hmm. I'm going to have it once I'm, you know, but there is no there, there. As right. we there's say. no there, yeah. there. There's no, no there, 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 there. Yeah. And, um, I think you really get a sense of that when you grow up around this, Yeah, that, you know. And, and for you, were you already stable in your life when you got your first gig? Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You mean on, as an actor? No, not as an actor, as a person. Because I know that you've had your journey with... Oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah. We you, can talk about it, I think. We can. That's up to you. Okay, I mean, I know can. it's in your book, but I don't know. No, I'm totally cool. I No, I... I um, yeah, I'm in recovery. I think uh-huh. it's been well documented. And um, I was not in recovery during my 20s. My okay. 20s was a, was a rocky road for me. And... Um, Fun. I had a lot of fun. I was <laughs> yeah. on the road with a lot of bands and that was, it was that lifestyle. And I was not in a theater world. I was in a music world. And right. so it was very much, you know, encouraged. And, um, you know, I got sober in mid eighties. So my, my, the, the beginning of the eighties, which was LA just on fire with all kinds of hard partying. Mm-hmm. And so I was involved. Yeah. But I got, so no, I was not. In fact, I, when I got married with children, I was four months clean. And um, Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That is like being a newborn infant. Yeah, it was really That weird. is a raw nerve. It was scary. Yeah. And it was, um, it hadn't been my first go around it. And um, I, um, I just, uh, I remember... I got the job. I had just been sort of immersed in my recovery, but I was not somebody that couldn't show up for auditions and mm-hmm. for those things. I was somehow able to still manage that. It was going down quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember my uh, my friends in recovery told me to go to the job. I was terrified and tell somebody that I was in recovery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Are you kidding? When you, I'm going to walk in with these strangers and dip a dip a." But I did it. And like within like five people, I met two people in recovery. Wow. That's how it works. It was really fantastic. And it just calmed me down. Yes. And I just felt like, okay, I'm in a safe place. And, um, you know, because I don't know about, 
yours. Yeah. Do you talk about it? Yeah, very openly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of social anxiety. That Massive. was really one of my main coping skills was I started drinking when I was like 14 and smoking weed. Yep. And a lot of it was to cope with social anxiety and, and depression. I think I had depression, but mm-hmm. you know, nobody talked about it then. So right. Same. You know, I loved, All of it. Yeah. I loved little speed. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> it made me like smarter, funnier, and cuter. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it just became like an almost 15 year uh, way of coping with my life. Yeah. And a lot of that was social anxiety. So, you know, the minute that you start living in the real world and you realize, Oof. okay, this is, this doesn't work anymore. I can't do this anymore. That social anxiety spikes. That's right. Right. It right? Gets worse. It gets worse. Yes. And, you know, that's what my, 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 um, friends in recovery would say to me, that's why we go to these meetings because yeah. we have to be around people. The opposite of addiction is connection. connection. Oh. And that's what, you know, that's what I have found. I was always looking for was to be connected. And right. I never felt connected to other humans really. Ever. Like, yeah. I just didn't. And it's so interesting because you, you, you start out not feeling connected to humans and then the behavior that follows that, which you think is going to help that makes you f- even more uncomfortable around humans. You know, right. it, it just kind of builds on top of each other. So yeah, that coping skill works for a limited amount of time. At least right. it did for me. So It works for a minute. Yeah, Because you feel a little bit like, oh, I can do this. A part of. Yeah, a part oh, yeah. of. And that's the thing too, is people are always like, why do you have to go to meetings? Like you don't drink anymore. It's been almost 13 years. And it's like, I don't know how to be human without it. Like- it literally helps me on a daily basis be human. And like you were saying in the beginning, like getting to a place where you can be present in your life. That is the only way I've found that's helpful for me. Otherwise, I'm like, how do we do this whole human thing? Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Broad Ideas is supported by Green Chef. Make this year's resolutions a breeze. Build healthy habits the easy way in 2024 with nutritious recipes from the number one meal kit for clean eating. Green Chef offers unique farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins. Savor Green Chef's seasonally-inspired recipes where we celebrate the peak ingredients, flavors, and freshness of every season. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real, wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, but also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying hunger. It's about feeling good with every bite. Elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discover new gut-friendly recipes each week. I just love that I can feel good about what I am putting in my body and in my child's body. I think all health starts with the gut and Green Chef makes that so easy to do. Go to greenchef.com slash 60broad and use code 60broad to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60broad and code 60broad. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I'm a real firm believer that my ism Uh lives in my head. It's about mm. my perception of the world. It's about my fear-based thinking. It's, it's a self-centered tendency. And even though I don't pick up substances anymore, it doesn't mean I don't have a head that wants to tell me a bunch of bullshit, which is basically, you know, what if the worst thing happens? You know, so I can still wake up with that head 
telling me thing. And I've, I've learned to call that my ism. Mm -hmm. I believe that that's what it is. It's fear-based, it's self-centered thinking. And so the reason I continue in it is because I don't know how to stop that without hearing about other people that have it. Yep. That think the same way and about, you know, community. Everybody's taught, you know, when you go to those groups and you think like your worst thinking is like so unusual and then somebody tops it with like mm-hmm. their worst thinking, I'm like, oh. Right. And then we all laugh. And we like, get oh, through this. I'm good. That's fine. I'm all right. So yeah. Um, yeah, it becomes a lot more than just stopping substances. It just becomes, you know, you gain so much more from living this way of life. Like I think the whole country should live in a 12-step program. <laughs> well, I always I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you I, do. I do. I wish there was something for people that aren't addicts. Yeah, I like, mean, there I are always, different versions, right? right? But like for yeah, Rachel. I don't ha- yeah, no, because I don't have, you know, I don't have- um, A substance problem. A substance problem. I have the fear-based mentality. I have other, you know, issues that I deal with internally and it doesn't come out in alcohol or whatever. But I'm always like, oh, that sounds like a really good program. Like I feel like I could benefit a lot from- what you get out of it. We can find your addiction, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, sure, you can, I mean, listen, you can I always love qualify shoes. for Al-Anon. <laughs> shoes, absolutely. Shoes, shopping. Yeah. But you know, people, I'm also in all the, I'm in all the rooms. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I find the hardest one is, is the, um, I don't like to say the names, but the rooms for the families of. Yeah. Mm. I find that that is because it is the ism without the substances. Right. It is, it is about being addicted to people. Oh, and, yeah. and, and oh, I taking got that. care of, <laughs> taking care of being addicted, you know, being, yeah. you yeah. know, forgetting about yourself and just Oof. wanting to, you know, I definitely check all there's those a room boxes. For that. <laughs> yeah. That's there what I've been saying. There is definitely a room for that. There and, is a um, room. And I know that room really well too, because I, you know, I just, I've just been you know, on every side of this, married to an addict, married to, you know, uh, being really influenced being a family member of an addict, you know, all that. Right. So I have all those. There's lots of isms. There's a place for you, Rachel, I yeah. promise. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. There's <laughs> tools for you too. <laughs> for sure. And you know what I love in your story is to me, it's so inspiring that you're willing to share it because I hear someone getting that at four months sober and staying sober. I remember when I first got sober, they were like, okay, or first went into recovery. They're like, just go to meetings, do what we're saying, and I promise you everything in your life is going to fall into place. And I'd be like, but how am I going to get a boyfriend? <laughs> you know, like, how am I going to stop waiting tables? How am I going to, all of those things. And it was all true. Yeah. It all happened. And it was a direct result of making that choice. Like you getting that at four months, cosmically, I have to believe 100% connected to that. Right. And the reason that you've made this impact in the arts and what you do and everything to me is related to that as well. Like you wouldn't have it. Well, you right? have to couch. Yeah. I think I learned early on to couch thing. You know, I learned, I know it more now than ever is that it's all service. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always thought of what we do as um, not to sound flippant in any way or self-aggrandizing in any way, but it is a service to be entertaining people. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really that. And so I think in one of the earlier tools I learned in sobriety was about 
taking the focus off of myself and asking mm-hmm. somebody else how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that has just been invaluable. Um, my entire my I, my entire recovery has been about you know more and more and more and more, but. It's kind of a self-centered tool, actually, because it makes me feel better. Right. I'm going to benefit still. <laughs> I'm tired of thinking about myself. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right? and, um, but it really works. It's a, it's a fantastic thing. And before you know it, all that shit that you think is like, ah, it just shuts up. Mm. And, you know, it is true. With, experience, with time, you start to realize, oh, everything I was worried about is actually worked out. I didn't need to waste all that time and energy, you know, right. not that there's not validity. And will I ever have a boyfriend? That's absolutely a valid thought. Felt real. It felt absolutely <laughs> it felt real. But for yeah. us that think obsessively, the thought of, will I ever have a boyfriend? Yeah. Won't shut the fuck up. That's right. Right. right? It's like the yeah. wheel. I hope I can Constant swear on your loop. You can Oh, swear. fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, good. But you know, it be- we're obsessive thinkers. So it's it becomes exhausting. like, uh, and then, yeah. you know, that's a hard way to get a boyfriend. Just it constantly is. thinking about, will I get one? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good tool. No, it's not a good tool. Uh-uh. But also it's that wheel that you're talking about that I started drinking and using when I was so young. Mm. Like, I think like 11 mm. is when I really started smoking weed, drinking taking acid, all that stuff. So by the time I got 30 and gave it up, I finally, it got so much worse because I took those things away and was like, what? Like, what is this? And it made so much sense. Like, this is why you drink. This is why you smoke. This Mm -hmm. is why, because that loud, obsessive voice. voice. And that's why... One addict talking to another is the only way it works mm-hmm. because when you do, you get that flood of feelings of like, oh, I haven't even looked at this since I'm 11 years old or 12 years old. I don't know what this is. You have to be able to process it with somebody else that's, mm-hmm. that understands it. Right. It's not like going to therapy. No. It's like the person that looks at you and goes, oh, yeah, I get that. I, too, do not know how, what to wear when I wake up in the morning. Which is one of my first things. My sponsor said to me, yeah, uh, I say, I'm too confused. My closet, I I can't figure. She said, lay your clothes out before you go to bed. I was like, okay. (laughs) It really helps. Right. It's so little 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 things. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, those were were tough things. And, um, you know, I still find I live my life certain. There's certain times when it's just so freaking chaotic and Mm -hmm. I just have to stop and just do what's in front of me, you know, just right. take the next indicated action, as we say. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Simple little bits. I get yeah. reminded of that all the time, you know, by you or my mom. <laughs> I'm always like, because I try, but you know, in my past, like I've definitely dealt with part people, you know, that have addiction or whatever. And I'm like always turned to Olivia because she can actually help me kind of understand to best I can without mm-hmm. knowing it personally. And I find that really helpful because it gives me this perspective. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I think it's because it, the misconception is that people with uh, addiction and alcoholism is a character flaw. That's right. And it's not a character flaw. And they're not doing it to you. Right. And that's the hardest thing to understand, that they're do- you know, their behavior our behavior becomes so atrocious and bad. And it's, it's hard not to think, you know, you're just an asshole person. Right. 
it's not that. It's mm-hmm. the and and it's a very tough distinction to make because you know. But there's plenty of assholes that aren't alcoholics. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something that I don't think I can say. <laughs> yeah, but having that help, and I think what you touched on was like, it has nothing to do with the other person. You know, if if it's a relationship, if you're involved in any way or what, it has nothing to do with you. And that's the best thing you can know and keep for yourself. Oh, and remind yourself. And remind it's yourself. A constant yeah. reminder because it's so easy to just fall into. My second husband had a lot of trouble staying sober. And um, for years, I thought I just needed to do something different, Mm -hmm. that that would really help. You know, that if I cleaned up the mess one more time, if I, you know, and I was sober the entire time, if I, um, you know, the babies will help, the um, the whatever, you know, the one more um, hospital visit would help, the one, everything. Yeah. And, you know... And eventually it wore me down. It made me feel like I was the fucked up one. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wasn't, but I became that because I started to believe all these not great things about myself until I realized that, you know, his disease was not about me. Right. You know, and yeah. I had caught it, you know, not, it, it was my tendency all along. I don't right. know how you guys grew up. I grew up with a mom that was sick a lot in my life, mm-hmm. most of my life. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up feeling like I got to take care of people. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of my mom. I have to take care. And I'm just a natural that way. Mm-hmm. And then I started picking all these boyfriends and dudes that all needed taking care of. Right. It's like, wow. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, I put the, you know, you do enough therapy, you go, mm-hmm. and you, you finally realize, oh, I see. I'm trying to, I'm trying to right that wrong. Right. I'm trying to save right. that person. Right. And, you know, it was misdirected. Mm-hmm. So, but. Yeah, because you can't. Is this okay to talk about all this on your podcast? Okay, good. Are oh, you we? Kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you oh, kidding? This go... is all we care about. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Oh, no. We oh, good. This like is what we there. care about. We talk about everything and this is what we want to know, okay. you know, because. People are human and there's so many things that we deal with, that we experience, and we want people to feel safe and heard and like, it's just to normalize things that people think they can't really That's great. talk about. That's the point of the show oh. is we want people to feel like we do right. when we step in those rooms and we get to hear a little bit of ourselves. Right. Right. And you don't feel so alone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's just the key. I've been doing all this reading lately on, you know, because I'm in my 60s. So I've been doing all this reading lately about, you know, how to stay youthful and young and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, live a long time because I have a 16-year-old and I have to live, you know, for another fucking 40 years. (laughs) And, um, you know, the main thing they talk about is community, is really that, you know, for older people to, not that I'm older person yet, but the main thing that we need to do is keep human connection. And, you know, it's... It's the key to everything, really. You know, yeah. not just addiction. It's the key to. It's why we're all. You know, we're all here. We're all here. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you, are you reading about like blue zones and stuff like that? I'm reading about blue zones. Yeah, about, <laughs> I read that book, Outlived. Yeah, you seen that my one? husband's in longevity. Oh. that's what he does for work. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, so I, I hear about probably this. need to meet your husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it too. So. Now I, I'm I'm reading all about exercise and the and the need for a certain amount of protein and keep your muscles and blah 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 all this stuff which I not that I'm new to it I've always been 
even when I was drinking and using, I was like exercise. I was going to aerobics class. You're just like, <laughs> just like insane. So, Cocaine and squats. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And, um, uh, but yeah, I just, I think that uh, connection is, you know, the yeah. most important thing we can, we can do. Right. So that's great. You guys are doing that. Yeah. And it's healing. Like today I woke up, cr- I call it crunchy now. Like we when I woke up crunchy. like crunchy, just right. like not quite right. And like having these conversations, I feel regulated. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's so irritable. Not so irritable. Not so crunchy. Not so crunchy. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I woke up crunchy too. Did you? Yeah. Actually, yesterday was a very crunchy day for me <laughs> because I had a friend that, you know, a, that... A, a, I'll just say her her fiance OD'd. Oh, and, and so I've been sort of in the middle of going through that with her. Mm. And, you know, it, and I kind of work in that world a little bit. So I'm around it, but it was very close. And I was yeah. like, man, it's crunchy. You know, yeah. I felt, yeah. and I, so I went to one of our little gatherings last night. Yep. And I walked out feeling much better, oh, yeah. much more centered, much more not alone and scared. That's you right. know, because my crunchy is fear. I don't know what yeah. you're, you know. It's fe- minus fear. Fear. Something's, yep. something's going to happen. And I'm not aware of it. It's just going to boom, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lots of bad stuff's coming. Lots of bad stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's constant. I mean, I yeah. It's all fear all the time. It's the what if thinking. The right? what if. And why you have to keep telling yourself, oh, no, I need to be right here. Right like right just now. what's right in front of me, this present moment. If I go anywhere else, I'm fucking dead. Like, yeah, but you know, it's like going to the gym. It's like you have to work that muscle constantly. Right. Because you'll remember that now, but, you know, by 10 o'clock tonight, you will oh, have forgotten. Yeah. Forget oh, it. no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wake up at 1 a.m. I'm just, it's a constant loop of like all of the fearful, horrible thoughts. I know. It can really, you know, and part of it's our humanity. I think all humans have that. I think that, you know, if you have any kind of an addictive personality, it, like it talks about it in our literature that our basic instincts are on steroids. Mm. So everything that we do in life as somewhat compulsive people, it starts out correct, but yeah. you know, we just are a little amped up, up about it, it. Up it. I was even laughing at that because she got this tiny coffee and then I get my big coffee. I'm like, I just, everything's just extra, extra. <laughs> you know, it's just all extra. Yeah. One's even, good, but three would we, be great. Yeah. There's never just like, <laughs> I remember when it hit, hit me one day, I was like, wait a minute, enough is enough. And it like was it, it when you were eating C's candy? Because I feel like that's when it would happen. It was for like you. C's candies or cookies when it actually hit. They're not kidding that enough is enough. <laughs> like if you could stop it enough, that's right. It's enough. Right. I didn't get that until like last week. I'm telling you. My cookie, <laughs> here's my cookie thing, because I have, you know, sugar stuff to yeah. sugar stuff. I just always remind myself, guess what? You get to eat later. Right. You can have these later. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh, all right. <laughs> because you know, there's that concept that there's just never enough. Never I better, enough. I better have them all right now, right? Because you know, yeah. or or you know, I just won't let myself have them. You know, it just, it's just a different mind. It's a different perception. Yeah, you just have to switch your perception. 
there's a book that helped me with that so much. Which one? It's called, um, I think it's called How to Feed the Hungry Heart or Feeding the Hungry Heart. Oh, Janine Roth. Yes. I know all about it. That book <laughs> is so good. It is She'd good have you book. go to the grocery store and be like, I basically like I'm safe to buy cereal. I would have to tell myself you're safe to buy cereal because I wouldn't even buy it and bring it in the house because it'd be gone. Gone. Or a box of cookies. And so then I would tell myself before each cookie, you're safe to have a cookie. You can have two cookies. That's right. And then- And you can come back later. Yeah. Yeah. That book. That was a great book. Yeah. I had a, I had a thing with food when I was, that kind of started the whole thing for me, actually. Mm. I was a fat teenager. Which I don't know. Well, I look at pictures now. I wasn't that fat. No. But my dad told me I was. My everybody told me I was. And you know, my I always had the best friend that was gorgeous and svelte and all the boys liked her. And I was just kind of the best friend. And um, you know, not that I had that many friends, but I'm thinking of one person (laughs) in particular. And so I grew up thinking that way. So drugs and alcohol. Food was probably the first thing. Mm. And then, you know, because I started to like shut down with the Oreos in front of the TV after school, right? And then before you knew it, it turned into, oh, this will manage that. Just a little bit of a an upper and, you know, some wine on the weekend, you know, started all that. Right. Yeah, it's all connected. It all it was all it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but all those tools, which I think is cognitive behavior, they call it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. learning different ways to manage things like that. I think I have the sugar addiction. Do you? Oh yeah. What's your, what's your favorite? You don't think I do? Not addiction. Well, fine. She has a, I'm trying to she find has a, she, she, likes she wants an sugar. addiction. I just so want, yeah, guys, just wants, give me one. Come one. on. <laughs> online shopping. I do. You oh. may have an online yeah. shopping addiction. I do have that. But sugar, you'll have, she's reasonable. She'll right. have a piece of chocolate. Right. Okay. And, you don't come back and like my mind will know it's there. Know. You know this. I got into the Christmas goods, mm. like knowing they're there in the garage. I was like, it's, it's there, mm. you know, like mm. she can open it. It can you sit You have stored there. Christmas, thing, edible Christmas things in your No, garage? I couldn't give my teachers their Christmas presents because, oh, because I you ate them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that did happen. That's hysterical. Yeah, she wound up, she ate the boxes of C's candy before. I was like, sorry, teachers, I don't have no present. That's great. (laughs) There's recovery from that. We have a box of Seuss candy in our house, and uh, we have cookies in our house, and there's recovery because I, I, it doesn't, I can do one and that's it. So keep going. There's recovery. (laughs) I've done um, it on the cookies, not on the C's. There's a few kinds of cookies I can't have around. I just can't have Oreos around. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, those are mine. That's my Jones. Yeah. Yeah, So I just can't have it. No. They're so good in the milk. I don't know why we're talking about this. But um, because yeah. it's important. Maybe it, it is, is important. important. It is important. Yes. You know? I think I'm not talking out of school, but you know, my son is on a television show. Yeah. yeah. And his girlfriend is the lead on the television. They're both. And they the play leads. love interests? Yeah. They're oh. love interests. And now they're dating in real life. Oh, yeah. They have well, been. Well, the hellos. <laughs> and they have been since the audition. They, no way. They kind of had such great chemistry. I love they that. Both Wait a minute. The job. Who's the girl on the show? Grace Van Patten. Is that Tim Van Patten's daughter? Yes. Okay. I've known Tim since I was, because he was in like my dad's oh, movie. Oh, that's sure. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, that, he's that's a great right. Guy. And that his daughter, yeah, he's a great guy. I forgot that. Can I, okay. So they're, oh, that's your son. That's huge. Yeah. He's on a huge show. Yeah. yeah. And they're dating. Yeah. Yes. That's so, well, of course that happens. Yeah. So I think, but sometimes I think, I think as you get a little bit old, like for us, when I was doing that and I'm in my 
late 40s, 50s, I, you know, there was no, it was just art. It's yeah. just, just, it was just what the story, we were providing the story. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, I think sometimes when you're younger, it can lead to. Yeah, I have a lot I'm of sure experience. I'm sure you have experience with oh, that, yes. right? I have, yes. Did you fall for your leading man? Yes. Oh. A couple of times. A couple of times. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. But I had long-term relationships. Like the first time was like three and a half years. The second was 11 years. So how did you meet your husband now? How did you meet Kurt? Um, one of our many um, organizations mm-hmm. in there. Mm. And um, uh, actually the sister program, the one we were oh, both yeah. in there. And um, yeah, we met. And it was really amazing because I, I was... 46 uh-huh. and thought, all right, I'm not doing this again. Right. This was after my second go round mm-hmm. and thought, no, I'm not going to do this again. And I'm, you know, and I was fully prepared to raise the four and the six year old on my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I met him and it was um, a completely new experience for me on so many levels, like on an intimate level and, an intellectual level. I mean, he was just like this different kind. It was the first time I hadn't been with a musician, not right. a dog musician, yeah. <laughs> but it was the first time. And it was, um, it was just fantastic. It's mm. just been, you know, up and down for sure. Like 20 right. years. I don't know how you don't go a little bit up and down, but, right. it's, a long time. but it's been fantastic. You know, I love him. I really do love my husband. And, uh, you know, so I tell my girlfriends, you know, cause I'll have friends that are like, I don't know. There's something about that late 40s, early 50s area where, you know, you're either in some kind of relationship and afraid to leave because you think you'll never, that the, how, what happens next? I'm not mm. going to meet anybody. And I was there mm-hmm. and fell in love at 46 and 47 with two little kids. Wow. I was like, well, these guys come with me. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I'm a package deal. Yeah. And it it really worked out. So yeah. I just, um, that was a hard one though. That was a hard leap to mm. take. That's I'm sure. Yeah. To be single with two little kids. It was hard. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, he seems like he has edge though. Oh, he's, he's so se- edge. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, you know, he just seems cool. Like <laughs> a musician. Cool. He's got the fabric of a musician, even if he isn't one. Right. He's got the right mix of that. And he's also a nerd. He's like, both. That's great. He's like yeah. a, like, you know, now he's completely tatted, but he wasn't completely tatted when I met him. Right. He was more, um, you know, not scholar. Well, he is kind of scholarly. He's he's like a great combination of edge, but got a really good girl side. Yeah. If you know I what I mean. That. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, he's super sensitive. He cries more than I do. He's, you know, <laughs> he's just a good, he's a good, he's and a also perfect one mix. of us, you know, he's yeah. very, um, so reformed. Yeah. Love a reformed man. I don't think there is anything better, especially for the men. I find them so much more attractive because they've looked at themselves and been through something and worked through it and have accountability and perception. Like there's nothing better than a reformed man. There's nothing better. Or that that also has friends that are that way. And because a lot of men I find just don't have boyfriend, men friends. Yeah. They're right. not like us. No. They're not like girls. Like, But I always look at that. Like, if they don't have any friends, you're like, what? Because right. there's certain personalities, I think, that maybe it's even a red flag if they don't have any. Or at least a couple, right? Yeah, right. You know, right. like, you like don't have, have to least, have a crew. No. Like, you know, you're playing poker every weekend. Right. But, but like, have your... Have a couple of guys, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And so it is nice to be with, you know, because women... 
you know, we're so, um, it's so easy. I don't know, for me, it didn't used to be, but now it's very easy for me to bond with women. And mm. I like to bond with women. Mm. And, you know, I like to sit and chat and, you know, we speak a different way than mm-hmm. we do, than men do. Yes. You know, it's like, I'm always, it's like, I know girlfriends who expect, you know, my daughter, you know, expecting her boyfriend to be like a girlfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. not going to nope. not going to work. Uh-uh. No. no, don't, you don't have to say everything to him. Don't say every every word that comes into your head. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always like, I am the overshare. They're the undershare. Like it's just constant. And I had like an eye-opening experience with a guy once where like I said something like I had gotten them a gift and they had gotten me something similar. And I'm like, I have to give your gift now because you got me this thing and I got you the same thing. And I don't want you to think that I only got this because you got it for me. He's like, I would never think that. (laughs) I'm like, right. We don't think the same. No, no, we don't think the same. No. <laughs> no, and we're just, oh, we are oversharers. We are oversharers. Yeah, really. And, and with your girlfriend, fault. you can be. Oh, right. I mean, your girlfriend, you could say the same thing five different ways. Yeah. And your girlfriend is going to be still like, oh, yeah, well. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> because we, it's just a different way of communicating. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just like it no. has to come out. It has to come it out. It has to come it out. Stop. We joke because we'll do this all day. I get in the car and, and we we're do on the it phone. all the we're way the home. Yeah, for the hour drive home. And we're we'll still- like, so what? We- yeah. Downloading. You know, downloading. downloading. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, I know. I so get it. That's so great. You're friends for 30 years. I know. Yeah. So I what know. does that mean? Like you went to elementary school together? We, it was more junior high. I guess we're more like. Like yeah. Five-ish years. Wow. Is that, Is that true? Right? No. Yeah, like Math. 25 years. So great. I know. It's pushing 30. It's we'll best. call it 30. But yeah, I know. It's you grow up together. Did you guys go to college? No. no. Just started work. <laughs> yep. 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 Right. No college. I mean, I went for like a semester. Right. And my dad's I, yeah. like, you're just partying. You have to. He's like, back. you're pretty. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. It was a lot of that. So he didn't want to waste his money. No, he's like, I'm not paying for you to party. Like, I went down to San Diego. We were like in Tijuana. You know what I mean? Right. Like, party. Like, I was not going to class. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's not for everybody. It's really it was not for me. No. No. And I had a supportive mother who was like, okay. Great. That's yeah. so great. Yes. Now, my son came to me after two years of music school. Well, first year of music school at USC. He said, Mom, this is a joke. I can't do it. I shouldn't down I can't play that school. It's not a joke. <laughs> um, but for him, it was not a good fit. Right. And then so he moved to the theater school and he sort of like that. And then he came home. He just said, Mom, I'm just partying. I, I have mm-hmm. to get out of school. And so wow. same thing. Yeah. And I just said, well, you know, you have to do something. You can come right. home, but you have to do something. So he went to acting school. Oh, okay. It worked out. Yeah, it sure did. Where did he go? He went to, it's in the valley. Mm-hmm. The place that um, I think Jeff Goldblum started. What is it? Valley West. Oh, the Playhouse, Playhouse West. West. Playhouse, Playhouse West. West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She sure. went there. Oh wow! And studied for a year, something, and just kind of started booking little jobs and kabam. Yeah, kabam. Yeah. Kabam is right. Now he's on a kabam of a show. Yep, I think so. Kabam, yeah. kaboom. He's kaboomed. It's like when you know where you're going and you're that age. It's really hard to Pivot. push you yeah, into to a go, box that you don't yeah. fit. Oh yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Yeah. No, he's he's in the right box, and yeah. so is she, so is my older one. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, when I was, I don't know how old you guys are exactly, but it used to be a simpler process. It felt like you know, like yeah, you just there. It was just simpler. There wasn't mm-hmm. a whole corporation that had to sign off on you, right? You know, now you go for a job, and like twenty five people have to say yes. Yeah. It used to be like a couple, mm-hmm. right? right? I don't know if you're. We're, oh, but that's how it was when I started. It was, you know, 
there were fantastically creative heads of companies that were really about the art. Mm, Yeah. You know, and now there's, you know, it's a different, lots of young people that really don't know about art get to make decisions. Very true. So true. So yeah, it's definitely changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you have to make your own stuff. That's one way to channel things. I think so too. Yeah. I don't know that I would have survived then. I mean, now. Right. If <laughs> I don't know that I would have. I don't have that talent. You know, I know so many talented young people that are like, you know, making short films and writing their own series. And, you know, you're just like, what? Right. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. it's like what Rashida Jones, you know, it's like, totally. yeah. I mean, oh. wow. Talk yeah. about make your own path. Right. It's fantastic. I know. It is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. I don't think I, yeah, even like the 20 plus years, you know, I've been doing, I, would, I, I wouldn't no. have been able, no. no, no chance. Right. It's yeah. a different, it's, it's different, different time. For sure. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And we're all doing the best we can. We are all doing the best we can. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you're doing a podcast. You've created a podcast. We've created a You've podcast. You've created something. We did exactly. so, something. So that's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's all outlets too, you know, just keep it going. Yeah. Just keep doing something. Something. Right. You have to, because otherwise you can go do something else and you're just going to be wanting to do that anyways. Right. Right. I love to knit. You love to knit? <laughs> do you? I've always wanted to learn how to knit. Oh, yeah, I feel like it's very like meditative. It. Do you do it on set? I used to do it on set a lot. Yeah. I would do it in rooms a lot. Yeah. I would do it. I do it now. I, I, my really, I like to listen to... Reality TV and oh, knit. Oh, please. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's amazing. I find it so meditative. Yeah. Because you don't have to, to think. Just, it's just You're not thinking there. and you don't have to watch. Right. Really. You can nope. just sort of not pay attention to the story and just talk about, you know, how ridiculous they are. What's and, your go-to though? Real? Well, I just was watching. Well, I did love Love is Blind. Oh, obsessed. Her thing. I can't. It's obsessed. Oh, obsessed. It's <laughs> it like crazy great. It's just I, like I insanity. Know. So all of that. <laughs> yep. I finally, I had never watched a housewife show. So I started one of those. Yeah. But I couldn't, um, you know, they just drink so much. I was just like, oh my God, every episode, these ladies are drinking a lot of alcohol. So of course they're going to do crazy shit. So I got sort of bored a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But I've never um, gone there, but yeah. A friend of mine told me to watch Above the Deck, Below the Deck. Below Deck. People love Below Deck. I've seen Below Deck. I've seen Below Deck Med, which is in the Mediterranean. Oh. Sounds good too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. I, I've just sort of cracked that open. And the old Survivor episodes. Have you ever watched old Survivor no. episodes? No. I was never a Survivor person. Yeah, me either. I'm on a TV show currently, and everybody on that TV show are like Survivor freaks. Really? They love it. What? <laughs> like they watch it religiously. They like watch reruns it for years. of all, yeah. So they were like, you have to watch the old ones because the old ones were like gnarly. And the I new bet. ones They're are super... kind of cush, apparently. Right, right, right. So I've been watching these old reruns. They are pretty That's gnarly. Hilarious. What they put people through. Would oh you God. win? Would I win? Oh, no, I'd, I'd be out. Me too. I'd, no, no. Yeah. Dead in the water. The minute I have to go yeah. in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going in the water. I'm not jumping off the thing <laughs> into the water. No, not oh my, my thing. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm with you. I think that's why I never got into Housewives, because of the drinking. It might be. I it mean, might I'm be. finding it, it boring because yeah. of that. I've yeah. never seen an episode of a Housewife show. But you're so into reality I know. That's TV. why I don't understand why, it. What's weird. your favorite? 
Well, I love Love is Blind. Love I'm is Blind obsessed. is great. I mean, I got into The Bachelor for a while. Bachelor in Paradise, actually. Let me- I've never done those. Bachelor in Paradise is such a shit show. It's so much fun to watch. I right. definitely prefer that. Okay. Okay. So if you're going to watch one of them, that watch one's that the one, one okay. to watch. It's so fun. All right. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I, I watch my reality sometimes. I'm, I got so addicted to television during the pandemic. I don't know if you guys, it's oh, yeah. like I, and I used to love to read books. So now I'm, I'm making myself go back and read. I have to read books. Now yeah. I have to read every day a little bit, just a little That's be, good. Because otherwise I would just, just watch television. That's which, all I want to do. I know. Right? I want to lay in bed and do I want to lay in bed That's all I want to do. <laughs> I know. At the end of the like yesterday I had such a crunchy day. Yeah. And it was finally the end of the day, which for me is like around 9.30. Like yeah. I'm done. And at 9.30, I'm putting on my headphones and I have my little iPad and I, <laughs> I'm just about to like, oh, and watch like, well, I don't even know what I was watching. And my daughter comes in, my 16-year-old, <laughs> and jumps on the bed. And I was just like, you can't be in here right now. <laughs> and I hadn't seen her really all day. And I was just like such a bitch. I was like, oh my God. And then my husband looks at me, he's like, yeah, you know, what are you, you know? So I had to take my head, but it was finally my bed. Like, ah. Yeah. So, but I did the right, you know. It's so relatable. I, I, I gave her attention yes. instead of, you know, watching her. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, yeah. So I only got like 15 minutes before I fell asleep. I'm right. bummed. I know. Yeah. That time, decompressing time decompressing for yourself. Time is so, yeah. yeah, it's like a bath. Yeah. But now you know the longevity people tell you because sleep what? is so important. Yeah. yeah. Not to look at screens. Not to look I, at screens. But it's impossible. Like I have the I hardest know. time not looking at my phone until I go to sleep. I know. It's so I hard. Hear you. These people that my husband work with, they have their beds in a room that's all dark, just the beds twin beds so that they're not in the same bed disrupting each other. Right. No screens in their room. They've got these like, I don't know what it is, some sort of like protecting shield from all, I mean. Is that like a testing situation or that's their home no, life? No, what do you mean? That's their home life. Whoa. Wow. They're keeping up the radio waves or something. Wow. I don't even know what that means. But and your husband here hasn't I am. made you do it yet? <laughs> he tells me all the time, You're gonna live no in a screens dome. before bed. <laughs> No, we should take the TV out of our room. And I'm like, that's my only thing that I want. I like, know. I don't even want clothes, shoot, like none of that. I just want to be able to lay TV in bed. And watch TV. And yeah. just watch a show. I get know. it. That's it. I hear Simple. you. Simple. You know? Simple things. And I don't have a problem sleeping. Well, then that's, you, you know, know, I just got this. Do you have an aura ring? I don't. No, but, he, yeah. he does. I need to get one. I just got one. My husband made total fun of me. He was like, <laughs> oh my God, you with the watch and the ring. and the, yeah. <laughs> But it does clock your sleep, which yeah. I think is really good. And yeah. my sleep is fine as well. So there you go. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, well, according to the aura ring, yeah. I'm doing <laughs> just <laughs> fine. Yes, you've debunked the theory. That's right. <laughs> but I'm, but I have been, I do, I, I do sort of understand the, um, the, the, this is what we did. We took our TV out of the bedroom. See? Okay. However, now we each have an iPad. Right. So now you're not doing it together. So now we're, not, we're not watching the same show. Right. But we're, you know, both Still on Still on screen. a screen. You know, when he's on the phone or I'm the thing, you know. Yeah. Do you like that though? The, yes. Like I, oh, you do? <laughs> well. What do you prop it on? Or do you hold he, it? Oh, this I need to so know the fun. setup. <laughs> My husband has it set up. He has, well, first of all, he buys every gadget. So he's got like this, um, 
you know, like a, a thing, stand? like a stand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's gone through about five of them. Now he's found the right one. That So he's got it by the bed. So it kind of goes like this and doesn't shine in me. I'm just like, I put a pillow here between yeah. us and I'm just on the thing. You know what I mean? I don't need, I don't need to stand. Right. You hold it. Well, it's kind of leaning on a pillow. It's okay. leaning on a pillow. I have one of those cases, you know, they, that, oh, yeah, that open yeah. you can hold see. it. Yeah. They have pillow stands. They I do. Would, I, I yes. See, I would they sure that. do. I will show you. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably get a pillow stand. A pillow stand. I'm just saying, yes. you know. But I did. This is the, the latest thing I bought was I bought a nightlight for my book. You know, and now I have oh, a yeah. book by the bed. Yeah. With a book light that clips onto yes. the page? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have the same. That's kind of a nice, I'm trying to at least rotate a little bit. To read a little and not, yeah. 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 I hear you. What are you reading right now? I just read the great. Did you read the 12 husbands of? The seven husbands of Evelyn. Seven husbands Hugo? of Evelyn Hugo? No, I've had it like to read for a year. Oh, you, you it's so good. It I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do that one. Just put it down. I need to start Don't one. Okay. And now I'm also it. reading, I like Ruth Ware. Do you yeah, know who that is? of course. The, the cabin, books? woman in cabin, yeah, the cabin whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm reading The Lying Game. Okay. Mm. Oh, I have that one. Yeah. I it's, haven't read it. It's pretty good is so it? far. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love. They're more thriller. Her, like, yeah. I like thrillers. Yeah. And then. So fun. And then I also just bought a book called, um, what's it called? The Survivalist? Something. Okay. But what I do want to read, my daughter's reading it, and I just hear it's great, is The People's History of the World. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever read that? No, I but everybody says it's so good. I think a long time ago, I read some of it, but I didn't get, yeah. But yeah. I have it. <laughs> I need to read that. Yeah. I want yeah. to read that. It's like, I like to mix it up. Like, I'll do Colleen Hoover. Have you done hers? No. She's like, um, it ends with us and Verity and all these like, you know. Is it romance? Good? Some might be more. What Verity's is not. Uh, yeah, she calls them something. Vagina. Some oh, warm book. vagina. Warm books. vagina books. I don't know. Wow, really? it's not like romance novel, but she's super popular. <laughs> but are they sexy? Some are for sure. Oh, great. But she, they're making a movie. It ends with us, like Blake Lively's doing it or something, and it's it's very popular. Oh, I see. Yes, but it deals with like domestic abuse. Like there's substance oh. to it for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, her books are easy to read. Great. Yeah. I like easy to read. And then I also like making myself read ones that aren't so easy to read. Yeah, absolutely. Like about subject matters mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just, it's just good for your brain. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of, I'll mix it up. Know, mm-hmm. so. But that takes so much more focus, but it does. Still, it yeah. really does. I'd also try to read in the morning. That's what I was going to say. It depends oh. for me. I can't do it at night. Yeah. I have morning to do it in the morning. Read. Yeah. That's good. After you do your little, whatever yeah. you do, I do a few little things and <laughs> yeah. then I read. Yeah. Okay. Because then you have the brain power for it. But you can do the other, your, what is it? The romancy. The vagina one. The warm, warm vagina. vaginas. <laughs> I can do the warm vaginas. <laughs> you can do that at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy to do at night. Those, right. yeah. Those are right. fine for a night. Yeah. Yeah. The people's history of the world are like the The ones that you have to use your brain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To concentrate. Right. Really. But that Evelyn Hugo book, I'm telling you. I'm excited. I'm going to read it. It was really a fun read. Okay. Yeah. I know. Everyone says that. And I've literally been meaning to. Why don't you read it? We can read it together. Okay. It helps to read together. It's to motivate. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You you won't put it down. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. I did not put it down. Okay. Doing it. Two days done. Definitely doing it. It was great. That's great. I needed to. I needed that little motivation. Kicking the pants. Yeah. I sure did. Many kicks in the pants today, I feel yeah. like. I don't know why, but <laughs> <laughs> this has just been such a nice conversation. I know. Did we talk about, what did we talk about? We just talked just, about We just, we just talked. talked. We just that's talked. all we do. But that's what, that's, that's what great. we're here to yeah. do. You don't have a format. You don't no. have a name. No. 
He's just like, <laughs> let's just see what happens. Yeah, that's it. We kind of go with the flow. Sometimes it's scary, but we just still. No, you girls are not scary at all, oh, by the way. Thank you. This is comfortable. and Oh, you know, good. Yeah. Happy to hear that. And yeah. you are incredible. And nah. we were, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, but just. It's always but so. Thank you. Actually, yeah, but like, I'm not going to say, eh. I'm going to say thank you. Well, yeah, right? Because we always do that. You can't. Always. I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. But it's true. And just to, but the nicest thing is to look up to someone for so long and idolize and just an icon and just be, and to meet you and talk to you at length and just be even more impressed and amazed. And it's just always such the coolest thing. Thank you. The coolest ever. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. You're welcome. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so hard to not do a yeah, but isn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Or or repeat compliment. Re- a repeat. Oh, like so were like, you? Like just give yeah. it back. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, instead right, right. to just receive, receive it. Receive it. Thank you. It is hard. I it's know. we're I know. working on it. We're working on it, but we're all yeah. programmed that way. It seems like it's not everybody. Well, well I think women. Women, women are for the most part. We're, like we talk about women always apologizing. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a thing. I know. My older daughter used to always say to anything, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But really what she was saying was, shut the fuck up. Don't leave me alone. Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it was another way. You know, I'll just cut to, I'll just cut to the chase. Like, I'll just apologize quick. Right. Then we won't have to, you know, which is, you know, you always tell your kids, like the best apology is just don't do it again. Right. Just don't do it again. Right. And action. And then action. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I appreciate the, I'm sorry. Let's just not do it again. Right. Right. So, but not as a conversation shutdown. Not as a conversation shutdown. It's just mm-hmm. a total reroute. It's a passive yeah. aggressive. It's like a, yeah. you know, because then it, 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 it deflects from the, 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 pro, the thing. And it's all about like the, the, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah. well, wait a minute. You know, what are you sorry for? Right. Exactly. I, you know, I'm not really sure mom, just, I'm sorry. Just can just we be I'm, done I'm sorry. with this? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my son does that all the time. He'll be like, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. And I'll be like, right. well, your clothes are still on the floor. <laughs> so are you sorry? Right. <laughs> it's just stop being you mom for a second. Right. The, I'm sorry. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Deflect. Stop being you. Stop being you for one second. It's also when somebody says to you, my husband does this a lot, but he'll say, I'll say, how are you, honey? And I can tell something's going on. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fine. Okay, mm-hmm. you sure? And my tendency is to go. Really? Are you sure? <laughs> right. Like, why? You don't seem fine. What? And now I'm really learning. When he mm. says that, I'm just like, okay, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, if you want to tell me, right, you'll tell me. God, and hard. Um, it oh, is it's hard. hard. It's so hard because you're like, you want to know, like, what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. when somebody's face tells you one thing and their words are telling you another, you know, and then you just, you know, for me, I'm just learning. Everybody's got to just figure it out. Yep. You know what? Yeah. And I'm not there to figure it out for them. Well, my therapist right. said that really helped me. She's like, men need to go in the cave. Oh. So if he's saying, I'm fine, that means he's not ready to come out of the cave. Totally. And she's like, and you're taking a stick and running into the cave. Walk away from the cave. Oh, God. Good therapist. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. So smart. I used to go, I mean, this is horrible. If he would leave the room upset, blah, 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 and he'd have an office downstairs, I would go to the office. Chase. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chase. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're not done talking. Yeah. What are you doing? 
And it was like, it took me forever to realize. And he would say, you know, at a certain point we get in the conversation, it's just white noise to me. You need to let me, you know, get back in my body. I'll come back. And I was like, oh, you will? And then, you know, once he started to actually show me that, it was like, oh yeah, okay. I just need to chill. Yeah. Just be patient. You know, it's just wanting. You have to learn, you know, you have to kind of like train yourself in a sense. Absolutely. Just, oh, well, you know, you because do. it's your own anxiety. Yeah. Right. It's really what it is. It's about yep. you. Like, it's oh, totally about ha- you. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, if you're not okay, what did I do? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Did I do something wrong? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. like a good Instant, girl at yeah. all. So, but Absolutely. you're right. It becomes yeah. self-centered. It's about me. Right. And, right. you know. But if you really just leave it and it's not about you, it's whatever they're going through and you can walk away, which is so hard. Sorry. Well, I've, I've tell him now, I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. As long, I, sometimes I need to be reassured it's not about us. Right. Right. Like so all you have you to need do space. is say, right. it's not about us. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. Does cool. he do that? I'm still really curious. Yeah. He's getting much better. Yes. Yeah. Much. Yeah. You know, it, yes, we both are. We've both learned how to, you know. Yeah. You know, it's that whole thing where they go away and I put. You know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The push yeah. and the pull yeah. and the, Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to understand. I'm like, what do you mean you're not ready to talk about it? Right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Right. Right. And you having can- to get okay with that because it is. Another thing is like, am I using them as a Xanax? Right. Like if I can, if you could be better, can we do that so that I can get rid of my anxiety? hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. It's, it's in- all about that. Yeah. It's like, I need to feel better. So now. Right. Yeah. And if you ever, if you grew up in a family where, you know, you felt that way a lot, where like, if they're not okay, I'm not okay. Mm. Oh yeah. So, so it's your instinct to just want everybody to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I can be okay. That's right. right. That's that's it. You know, it's reminding yourself that you're okay, even when they're not. Yeah. Right. It's a hard one. And it's hard. It is hard. But it's practice. You know, it's just really... You know, it's like, you know, you take the action first mm-hmm. and then the feelings will follow. So you you do the right footwork and then eventually it will become something that feels correct. But if you, if you wait to feel right, you're not going to do it. That's it's never going to, it's never going to feel right happen. to let them go in the cave. Uh-uh. Doesn't feel right. Right. Mm-hmm. But once you see the results of that and trust that, yes, they are going to come back it gets a little bit easier Mm. or, you know, it's just sometimes, you know, it's like, it's so much more interesting to be in someone else's life. (laughs) That's what I, I'm always like, I'm so fucking sick of my life. Let's talk about (laughs) yours, which is also a recovery tool. However, it can become a little bit of a Xanax, like you said, like, I'll just, I don't want to deal with my shit. Let's just talk about yours. Focus on. Well, isn't that, I mean, to me, I think that was one of the first things that pulled me to acting. Huh? Hmm. Was can I be someone else oh. in someone else's life? If I can just pretend all these things, I'm okay doing that. Right. 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 Like, I think that a lot of times people that are drawn to that have that want to escape their life. Absolutely. Well, I think any art is yeah. that. You yeah. know, I think muse any art is kind of like um, it's just an adjunct so that you don't have to. Well, you do have to go deep eventually, but there is that sense of I'm validated by this outside thing that I do. It's right. not, you know, you know how they talk about global self-esteem and then mm-hmm. self-esteem by what we do. 
So global self-esteem is just like, okay, every bit of me is a piece of shit. And then outside self-esteem is like, well, I'm not, I'm not making money. I'm not blah, 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 blah. You know, and if we don't have good global self-esteem, then you're completely defined by what the thing is that you're not making money at or doing, being right. successful at, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, yeah, identifying too much by what we do, like what we do is who we are. Dangerous. A little right. bit. A little bit, a lot of it. Yeah, because then yeah. if w- what you do is not going so well. Right. Who are you? Who are you? you? Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's a tough, that's that's one too. That is one. That is, <laughs> that's one. That's one. That's we can make one. a list. Yeah. yeah. That's one. <laughs> a list of many. Yeah. Oof. I could do this all day. I know. All day. We've already kept How you. late is it? Yeah. Did we've we kept you a you? very long time. Oh, we did. Well, oh my gosh, you I know have what? to go, actually. I, you I have, have to have go. A- love and marriage, love and marriage. Go it's together like a horse's carriage. This Italia brother. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> Yep, we're here again. Here we are. Back. We are back. <laughs> New year. New year. New Rob. New Rob. Is that right? It's brand new. <laughs> Shiny and new. Yeah. That vision board. Are we in a vision board? I got everything to vision board. You did? Yeah, for both of us. You did? Do you want a vision board? Wait, when did you do that? And why didn't you tell me? I just haven't brought the stuff over. I need to bring it over. You well, just, thanks for Like you me went now. and bought some magazines and a poster board? Yeah. Basically. That's right. I loved a vision board. I got so big and poster boards yeah. and magazines it's, and stuff. It's the best. Yeah. It reminds me like when you're a kid making collages. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Yeah. When are we doing that? Whenever you want. I could bring them next week. Great. Yeah. Very happy about that. Thank you. Also, we can maybe hang it up as new art in your new house. That's right. <laughs> Olivia's moving. I'm moving. It's official. It's official. Pretty much. Studio City. Pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Oh. We'll finalize it, you know. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of which, thank God for Lorena because she puts up with the insanity of myself. Yeah. And my husband. Wait, tell lot. us a little more about Lorena. Who's Lorena? <laughs> Do you want to know about Lorena? Yeah, Lorena please. is actually one of my oldest friends. I met her like, when I was like- elderly friend? No. Or longest? I met friend. her when I was 17 years old with braces and she came up to me at an acting class and started telling me, everything I needed to do for myself. <laughs> she was like, you need to get your braces off. You need to get headshots. You need to do this. You need to do that. She was always right about fucking everything. She <laughs> then became my business partner. Wait, she gave you orthodontist? She gave me- Advice? Bef- she gave me everything advice. Everything. And then she became my business partner and we taught acting to children. And- The three of us did an acting class together. We did. We did. We did scenes together, the three of us. Uh-huh. She's just that person that knows everything about everything. So then when she went into real estate, I was like, holy fuck, that solves <laughs> all, the all my questions. All the houses you want to buy. <laughs> it solves all the problems in my brain. Anyways, she's helped us through this process if anyone ever needs anyone incredible. Lorena Costino. Lorena Costino Holmes. 
And she's with Compass. Okay, you guys. <laughs> All right, so you know, like, as a parent, very seldom comes a night where you have a night to yourself. Yeah, you don't get that ever. Ever. No, I never have that, which I love. And a rarity occurred. I too am very codependent. You don't love having a night off? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, of course. It's always like if you get a night off. Yeah. But what do I do? I lay in bed and I watch TV or whatever. That's great. Okay. So I had one night and I'm like, all right. But I was kind of on call because Briar was doing a sleepover and she doesn't do sleepovers. So you never know how it's going to go. Laying in bed and I'm like, okay, what am I going to watch? And we all know that like I've seen nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, I should watch something like really critically acclaimed like that I've missed. And I'm going through Netflix and they have like, you know, their one through 10 top movies. And I see this one and it's like a period piece. And I'm like, that looks like a serious, I'm going to do that. That looks like, you know, I'm going to get into like a good, like a serious. Come out smarter. Period piece movie. It's going to move me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, so I'm watching this movie and all of a sudden I realize it's an erotic period piece. Wait, since when does Netflix have erotic movies? Apparently there is some erotica on there. Wow. Within the top 10 of movies. No, you guys, it's called like Lady Something, okay? And like, <laughs> I had no idea. And there was a lot, a lot of sexy sex. time. Yeah. <laughs> and nudity. And the movie's over two hours. Like, it's like a long movie. Did you finish it? I was up till 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys, like you're, but let me just tell you, it's actually a love story. That's the whole point of the movie. It's like, it's about love and it's a love story. And I will watch anything that's a love story. That's what got me sucked into it in the first, like period piece. It's serious. It's a love story. I'm going to be like, but there was so much sex. <laughs> Did you get pregnant? I had no idea. And now I'm expecting. <laughs> it was like, but yeah, I, of course I stayed awake. I had already napped, though, to be fair. Like okay. 9 p.m. rolls around, often I will fall asleep. I woke back up. Put on some porn. <laughs> no, but I had no idea. It was, it was, was up to 1.30. Oh, the acting was great. Like, I was all in. <laughs> it was good. It did. It was like a serious movie. It was just, it really threw me with the amount of sex. So would you watch it again? Um, I have five times. Yeah, she has yeah. a times. <laughs> no, but I was just like, you know, and it's like the one night and the one thing I wind up watching and it was just funny. So I was like, it's amazing. Oh, great. <laughs> I wish Here you would have watched what I watched. What did you watch? Love Wins from Mother God. Um, this is here like we a go. Weird deja vu. Some yeah. cult documentary. This one though is worth. Leah, is it a cult documentary? Yeah, Leah was like, <laughs> Olivia, please, you have to watch it. So I did, and I couldn't sleep. It's the it HBO so, one with Mother God, or is it HBO? It's what HBO Max, Max I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's Max. Dude, just Max now. Well, you like that stuff though. Why won't you watch it? I don't. You know what I think? Because if I put it on and there's episodes, I'll never go to sleep. Like, it'll just, I won't be able to turn it off. I don't actually know. I don't know the answer. Because you act like you like the true crime stuff. I do, but I purposely, because I've done it before when I'm home alone. Yeah. And it scares the shit out of me. This isn't scary, though. Right. But like the thing, like I'll watch serial killer stuff. That's scary. Watch real scary. (laughs) This isn't scary. Yeah. This is just like this. (gasps) Oh. What? Like mind-boggling. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. I can do that. 
Have you watched Couples Therapy on Showtime? No. What no. You should watch that. Is, is it, it good? It's good. It's, is it a docu-series where this woman sits down with couples? And oh, that would therapy. be interesting to me. Can't wait. Yeah, I would watch that. See, I need things to download on my iPad to watch on trips, like airplanes. I do think you should watch Love Wins, and I also think you should watch In Bruges. Rob, Twin I watched it last did you, year. Did you finish it? No, but I watched most of it. Doesn't count then. Something happened where I was like, I'm out. Oh, yeah, kid. the kid, the kid died. Yeah, I was yeah, like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. That was like uh-uh. halfway through the movie. I can't do it if a kid dies. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> Rob, encouraging me to watch things. Jeff was like showing that. me something recently and a kid died. And I said, no, I don't like, like I, don't. I can handle anything else. I'll even exit the conversation. He was like, Do you remember Pet Cemetery? I'm like, I don't want to no. talk about it. That one fucked me up as a yeah. kid. Did you guys watch Manchester by the Sea? Yeah. No. I heard yeah. that was very depressing. That one was rough. So yeah, rough. I didn't watch it. No. Download that for the plane. No, Rob. No, it's thank great. you. I'm not taking your referrals after in Bruges on the last plane. <laughs> it was a real, and it's really good. It's really well done. I'm not saying that, but like, it was intense. Yeah, you're never getting in a Marvel. I like. Movie. Well, I'm never what. You're gonna get one of his movies now. Who's oh the guy? I just said it's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. It's intense. Yeah. I'm obviously first on his list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I you need to do something. cozy on the plane. I like cozy. On I like plane. cozy. On I a love plane. catching up on my like whatever reality on a plane. Oh, I like a romantic comedy. On I a plane. love a romantic. You know what I have queued up? What you've got mail. <laughs> Haven't seen it in so long. Mm. I repeat movies. Does that say something about my brain that like I just watch the same things? Is it that's on a plane or that's that. everywhere? Everywhere. Because there is some, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a million times. Well, we're creatures of habit. About wanting to watch something comforting on a plane. You're like, senses are very heightened. Your yeah. senses are so heightened that you'll be watching like something that is not anything emotional or whatever and ball. Right. Yeah. But you would pick, so this is fascinating to me though, because this is different. Like if I'm on a plane, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go for a romantic comedy or something light, right? I would go dark or serious on a plane. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. I would go for something that I had never seen. Yeah, it's got to be something you haven't seen uh-huh. because you want it to go by. Fast. No, but like I oh, would. But you would yeah. go darker serious. I would. That's interesting. I would do romantic comedy too, of course. But if there's a movie, like again, like a critically acclaimed movie that was like so good, but it's intense. With Brian Cranston. But you said that you have You Got Mail queued up. I do because I have that too. It's their long plane rides. So, you know, you balance it out. But that is where I would actually follow through with watching something that I wouldn't normally. I don't, yeah, I don't rewatch. Like uh, there's so much I haven't seen that I would never. Really? You're reaching an age though. I feel like you could rewatch. I love, I love rewatching well, I, There's a only rom-com. a few like that I would rewatch. Like I could always watch Bridget Jones' Diary. I could always rewatch right, there's Love Actually. Like there's ones that I'm like, I could rewatch that. Love Actually. But then I'll see like a cheesy romantic oh, yeah. comedy that I would never watch yeah. and be like, you know what? I've done that. Let's do that. You know? Buckle up. Buckle up. It's getting cheesy. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, cozy and easy. Also, though, a lot of the time Briar's like right next to me on a plane. So I 
So you're not. There's been times up an erotic Netflix. Dude, film? no, like watching White Lotus on the plane and some of those scenes. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> turn that iPad to the flight attendant who comes to ask me if I wanted something to drink. I have a question about acting. What? You know how? Okay, like you're saying on a plane, you crave whatever mm-hmm. you. Do you crave, like, because sometimes I'll watch like I don't watch them that much but like i'll see a hallmark movie on Mm -hmm. or something i'm like oh i just want to live in that world for a minute do you ever crave that as an actress to be like oh i want to play something really cozy like a christmas movie or like a something or do you crave like i want to do something dark like i would say i crave more like dark and raw because i think like i would say heart of dixie is more like you know cozy vibes thousand percent cozy so i think going the opposite is something this is really interesting so um a little bit ago i went and josh schwartz asked me to go speak with him at um lee strasberg oh yeah yeah. so there's like a class of people starting out writer you know acting whatever and we were on stage and they were like asking i'm like they're gonna ask me questions like (laughs) um but it was really interesting and they had good questions and a lot of it was just kind of navigating uh how to do it and get into it and this one girl or no sorry this guy no was it a girl anyway asked about what do you get excited about when you get these auditions or whatever is there anything that like you know yeah you really want to do and the more i thought about it i was like no i don't <laughs> like acting i don't like oh, this. I hate it no i was like i want to do something really gritty right and then i was like or a musical oh <laughs> it's a 180 from gritty yeah a little you know like i like to dabble yeah <laughs> Yeah, you that know? is fascinating because it's like you did the cozy with Heart of Dixie. Yeah, I would which say. Which is a comforting it's show. A comf- and I'm starting yeah, like to wonder that. if I could show Briar an episode of it. A thousand percent. I have to figure out which one. Oh, because you like make out with people? No, I was thinking the medical stuff that gets kind of gross. What? Does it not? Oh my God, you should see what my children watch. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, know what your not- children watch. I don't think that's that big. It's fake you just explained to her that it's fake well i was thinking about the pilot and there is like a make out and there is a baby delivery yeah but that's not but that that's intense fine. it's fine is there more it's the makeup they're not showing vaginal no no i remember they put grape jelly on that baby to yeah make and there's it look like, like a crocodile after birth there's a crocodile. i showed it to elliot when he was like four <laughs> Literally I think three, I to, maybe. I need to Ellie's watch been it watching myself. Saw, the Saw first. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he definitely, I didn't have it. No. I need to watch. I, I need to proof it. You know what I mean? I'm just curious. But anyways, yeah. I feel like if her dad's going to show her Star Wars at some point, I can show her Heart of That's what I'm saying. She hasn't seen Star Wars? No. No. Hmm. Calvin's even seen Star Wars. Really? Yeah. All, my kids have been watching Star Wars since they were born. Yes, they have. That's like, well, also I, Star Wars isn't. Yeah, sketchy. I went to see Star Wars in the theater when I was. I mean, like three. her dad plays like the villain. She knows that's not real. No, I know. I don't know. You know what? I have to tell you, I have never seen that Star Wars. It's not. I've scary. seen like the original seventies, like Star Wars. But not. I've seen. Any of the I've seen. Some of the spin-offs. What was the first one of the... the Empire? The one with Anakin? No. Yeah, but as a, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Okay. 
but I haven't seen them. So I don't know. I've seen some scenes from them, but I don't know. So I don't know. You know what I mean? I definitely think Briar's old enough to watch Star Wars. But like, I feel like his character like kills children. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I get, uh, does she understand the concept of things being fake? <laughs> like, I'm, she knows he's not a space. Like, she warrior. knows he's really not a space. <laughs> you know what? Jedi I don't warrior. know. He might want want to show her now, and she totally can't. Like, you know, she cannot absolutely like watch. It's like, also you can just explain it. while it's happening. This is how we did of it. Course, That's like of a course. fake thing. Oh, and also, it's probably something he would want to show her. Not yeah, you. of course. I'm not going to show her. He's going to show her. Yeah. And if he feels ready, I support whenever. And he I feels could be ready way off because we're way off. Um. On what we show yes, our kids. Correct. And I understand that. Correct. No, I'm totally fine with it if he feels like it's the right time. Because it's his call, you know? Totally. On that. And then you can show Heart of Dixie in the OC whenever you want. <laughs> the OC, definitely not. But I was wondering about Heart of Dixie. That's going to be fun for her, though, when she's like a teenager and can watch the OC. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what age is appropriate. It's she's like going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I was too young. <laughs> yeah but like she's gonna be a teenager one yeah, day for sure that's gonna be cute and fun for her yeah someday I, I'm not saying it that needs to happen today <laughs> I can't trust anything you say about how old watching things <laughs> Calvin's been really wanting to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark oh no and what's that again I don't know if they they must have re started remaking it because kids at his school are watching it and he gets like scared and has nightmares and we're like you're not gonna I know watch that's this. the thing the nightmares thing is what makes it really hard she doesn't handle scary things well yeah. but I think if it's her dad she's gonna know it's fake so it's, it's gonna make, maybe maybe it'll be good for her because be then she's her. like oh wow this is yeah. really not real yeah Elliot was watching Transformers yesterday yeah. I mean not Elliot Shepard. Oh. <laughs> Calvin's not allowed to watch Transformers yet. I know. But it was really cute because there's this scene with like this little boy and then this, I think it may be his brother, but he's like much older and kind of like, he plays like a guy that gets in trouble and Shepard's watching it and he's like, his DD, like my brother. Aww. I was like, that's his DD. He's like, that's his DD. And I was Aww. like, yeah. <laughs> Aw. Oh, Shepard. Oh, Sheppy Shep. What? It's so cute. We went to the Topanga Social. Do you know what that is? So we went there. The and things had... you do, and I have no idea you're I know. doing that. Well, we went because they have this gluten-free pizza, D-Town pizza, which was like, it's like the thick yeah. Detroit-style pizza, and they're yeah, gluten-free. So good. It's really expensive, though. Mm. I was like, dude, one pizza, pizza. It was like $45 for- Oh, wow. Of like personal pizza, whatever. Anyways, we went and Shepard goes up to, they're doing music, like live music in the middle of the thing. And he goes up before while they're setting up, makes friends with one of the guys playing music. And so much so that the guy like brings him around and lets him flip the switches to like turn on the music and da, da, da. And Shepard's like fighting him and doing all this. By the time they went to play their set, the guy dedicated it to his friend Shepard. No. He is I the know. man about town, man. Like he. I know. Anywhere he goes. I know. He's the man. I was like, of course this guy dedicated it. Of course. To, to his Sheppy. friend Shepard. And he did his name sign. Oh my God. I know. I know. 
That was really special. That really gets me. Yeah. That kid, man. Well, importantly, Shepard and Elliot can just reenact all of the movies for Briar. Briar. <laughs> can we talk for a minute about what your guys' favorite pizza is and do like it thin, thick, <laughs> like... <gasps> talk. You know what I had? That was so good. What? Okay. You've had Prince Street pizza? Mm. I don't think so. Have I? I don't know. But there was Here? like, it was like a thicker, it was a rectangle. That's Detroit style. At oh. Prince, is it called Detroit style also? Because it's called that at town, but I wasn't sure. Because I didn't, yeah, okay. It's rectangle, thicker. Yeah. Spicy sauce though, like the tomato sauce. Like a rabiata. Yeah. With what did you call it? A rabiata. A what? A rabiata. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Arbiata. And it had, and then cheese and pepperoni, but mm. with the spice. Crispy and crispy. Thick, like thick little pepperonis. Yeah, like really good pepperonis. It was so good. Yeah. Are they crispy good. around the edges? Yeah, they get crispy Ooh, around the edges. I get the, the chills. It's like ASMR. <laughs> like, tell me more. Tell me about that food. Uh-huh. Yeah, tell me. I was a big fan of that. Just saying. What is your favorite style of pizza then? I got to be honest, you guys. I do love the like more Detroit style. Like I am Do- a fan. You've had Dough Daddies, right? No. Where's that? What is it? It started as just some guy making pizza at his house during COVID. Oh, really? And you would have to like. Wait, have I? Is it I think the one have. in North Hollywood? And they were doing it out of like a tire station? No, that's weirdos. Oh. Can Zach, we write, I think, has maybe gotten donated. Can we so. write a list, Rob? Let's do, we need like, to a do list the foodie list of food. all the recommendations, Rob. Yeah. Please. But yeah, so they make Detroit style. And it was it like when they were first starting, you had to like DM them to order, and then you had to like let them know when you were at this alleyway, and he would like come out with this like <laughs> wagon with the pizzas. And that's a that's my that and what about the one in Echo Park? Quarter sheets, that's really good. Um, Apollonia's, that's another really good one. Um, these are all Detroit style in LA. So you like Detroit style? Do you like that? Town, Detroit style. I like Detroit style, yeah. Is town different than D Town? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Town is in Eagle Rock, Highland Park. Highland Park. What's your favorite? I do love (sighs) Baroni. Can't top Baroni's. Baroni's really. is my favorite pizza. Yeah, me too. I'm obsessed with That's it. my number one like favorite. That's like my like if you one ever favorite. had to, yeah. Baroni's is a valley staple here. Grew up on it. Yeah. It is so good. It's different. I want you to come over and have it. Yeah. When I move, it's going to make it much easier. You will not have a, you'll be like 15 minutes away. Um, Me too. You too. But you <laughs> should definitely come over and have Baroni's. Yep. I don't know. I, that's my favorite, but then I also what, wait. What kind Baroni's. of pizza is it? It's just it's like just it's a rectangle. No, it's a rectangle. It's its own thing. You it's its own thing. It's, not it's like Detroit. thin and it's almost not like New York style. It's its own thing. And the it's so good. The, the um, pepperonis under the cheese. Yeah, the toppings are under the cheese. The thin crust, thick. No, it's yeah, it's like, not thick. It's not thick, but it's not like New York thin. But it's kind of like crispy. It's hard to. You it's have hard to, to try explain. It. It's, it's not, not normal. It it's New its own Haven? thing. Because there's um, Aussies has a really good New Haven style. 
It's not. I don't know what's Valley Haven. style. It's <laughs> Valley style. It's really good. But I appreciate like the Detroit. I appreciate also like a thin New York style pizza. It has Chi- to be like don't forget Chicago, but I don't know what like, my what's favorite Chicago? New York style. I have wait, wait, Long wait. Island. You don't know what Chicago is? Deep dish. Deep dish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, what here is that? Uh, Gino's has it. Gino's East. Gino's East. That's a Chicago chain. Mm-hmm. Where is there Gino's East? There? In the Valley. Is it still there? It was on Riverside, I think, in the Valley. Uh, there's Masa in Silver Lake. Does a Chicago deep dish? That's pretty good. Gino's was good. I love, yeah. but that's that's a commitment, man. So we deep yeah, dish and Detroit style are similar, right? No, they're different they're though. Different. Detroit's not as thick. Like deep dish is like thick and a, just a ton of sauce on top. Yeah, so sauce is on the top. That's what D Town did with sauce on the top. But it, I don't love the sauce on the top. Detroit style also has sauce on top, so it's hard. It's a lot of sauce. You have to be a saucy guy for that. Yeah, it's got to be a good sauce to do it. I didn't right, love that. Too. I liked it. I had to take most of the sauce off, though. Hmm. I don't like extra sauce on my pizza. Do you do ranch dressing with certain yes, pizzas? Do. Certain pizzas need it. Baronis. I, I don't do bar- I don't need it with baronis, but some pizzas that are like mediocre pizzas, like I, I like ranch. it. I get a lot of shit because I eat pizza with a fork and knife. You do? What? Of course you do. <laughs> you know what I don't do? I, don't I never do the New York that. fold. Do you do the New York never. fold? I, no, you just cut it. You cut it. <laughs> I don't fold it. I don't fold it. Oh. Yeah, I don't do the fold no. either. It just like muddles the flavors if you do that. Yeah, I don't like to fold it. I definitely don't like a fork and knife it. I, I mean, that started, I think, from like my mom cutting my pizza at Sabaro's. Aww, at the mall. the mall that was like my favorite pizza place when i was a kid because we barely got to eat it That's and then we go to the mall and get a slice of pizza and get cut up yeah it just tasted better when it was cut up for some Aww. reason i cut my kids pizza you, you know do? what i learned the oh i know I, this trick you're gonna every say. time scissors mm-hmm. i just anything i can cut with scissors now i do caitlin taught me that i know guess what what we talk every day we do <laughs> there's not no much mess. that's why when i'm like you watched a movie i know and you're like you went to the Jafanga social <laughs> i know we're like how, how do we, we not know that? that weekends sometimes we don't know because that's our only time we're like we don't talk every second that's it yeah we get things busy the with the kids yep yeah <laughs> speaking of kids yeah i have to go pick mine up from school Rob's face. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool story, bro. All right. Have a good one. Have a Til good one. Till next year. Till next year. Next week. Bye. Bye.